and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's that time again. It is time for the end of the year wrestling awards, and it's it's already the end of the year has passed. But goddamn it, we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> we had some we had some scheduling conflicts. There were some hot salads involved. Thanks, Jason. And, yeah, thanks, Jason. I know you're gonna listen. You and your hot salads. But he's only going to listen for the first five minutes, so at least we'll hear this. <laughs> All right, I'll wait for five minutes what? in to make my comments. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back, everyone. It's that beautiful time of year again where we look at a long year of wrestling. And 2018, there was, well, there was a lot of bad. <laughs> the bad the bad categories were very easy to pick from. <laughs> very easy. But uh, I'll throw it over to Sean. He can explain things better than I can. Take it away, Sean. Yeah, so uh, we as we did last year, we're we have a whole bunch of different categories that we're going to be going down, and a uh, bunch of this is a both best and worst. So you'll get to be hearing the good stuff and the bad stuff. Um, so why don't we start it off? And uh, for each one of these, I will be reminding us what we selected for last year in case we have any repeats, and I feel like we might this year. <laughs> So why don't we get started? Our first category that we have on here is Best Female Superstar. Um, last year, Dan uh, my, and myself picked Alexa Bliss. Uh, Steve, you picked Nikki Cross. And uh, oh. the, uh, the the long-forgotten Jobo, he picked Asuka. Oh, <laughs> if only Ross. he knew. So, he so knew. much has changed in a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. I mean... She's champion now, but it's kind of hollow. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a great championship. (laughs) Um, I will start us off here. I think that there's one clear winner in this category. Um, I would be surprised if anyone actually picks someone other than her, and I'm going with uh, Becky Lynch, the man. Uh, You could argue that maybe she didn't have the best first half of the year, but the last half of the year, uh, ever since Money in the Bank... She has come on super strong and, you know, the whole new character and everything. And she's just owning people on Twitter. Like, it's not even a contest. I've never seen someone just and she's not even shit posting. She's actually like burning people. Um, And it's she's still continuing it today to the point where she was able to uh, overcome an injury and somehow might find herself in the main event at WrestleMania this year. I don't see how you can argue against that. So my pick is Becky Lynch. Yeah, my pick is also Becky Lynch. But I will say, Sean, she might not have been booked to have the best beginning of the year. Although, in fact, she actually won more than anybody. But, like, storyline-wise, it kind of sucked for her. But the entire beginning of the year was them just not addressing the crowd supporting her 100% all the time. Well, listen, if you're so, if you're uh wrestling Peyton Royce and Billy uh, Kidman every week, <laughs> then you're going to get all these wins too. Yeah. I guess that that is true, but I mean they they did protect her as far as uh not losing on TV. I don't know if that mounts for anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch Raw, and then I found out I should have watched Raw <laughs> when she invaded, and then, like, everything went nuts, and the fact that, like, that might be one of the uh, coolest things I've seen on, like, wrestling TV in a long time, even though it resulted from something really stupid, 
uh, and then led to her being injured. She came back, and she's hotter than ever. Um, and honestly, if they fuck this up, they'll be winning an award for this already since the beginning well, of a new year. We'll have that ready for next so, year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Becky for me too. The thing, the the sequence on Raw where she got busted open, like Dan said, through a stupid move. But just the even though she got busted open and it was messed up, the the pictures they got from that when she was just like you know covered in blood and stuff was such a like a, a, like pardon the pun, but it was such a raw thing to see. <laughs> Yeah, ha, ha, ha. But it was just so, I don't know. It was just so crazy. And her whole, the last back half of 2018 was just absolutely insane for her. So, yeah, easily Becky. All right. Uh, let's go to our next category. Uh, worst female superstar of the year. Uh, it was almost a clean sw- uh, sweep last year. Uh, both me, Steve, and Jobo all picked Alana. And, Dan, you were the one person who picked Tamina. <laughs> what you think what you what you think so dan why don't you start us off who was who is tamina back again uh, i i had a, a tough time with, with this one because i do want to point out that tamina's been there for 10 years and she's still terrible but then i was like you know brie bello was a fucking <laughs> A train wreck show, a plague, <laughs> but she was only there for a short amount of time. On the other hand, Nia Jax was there hurting people left and right every fucking night. Except when she goes on vacation. On skull, you know, freaking pulling people's arms out of the fucking socket, breaking people's noses, breaking people's fucking orbital bones. Like, completely fucking reckless. So is that and your pick, Nia Jax? Yes, Nia Jax, worst female superstar. All right, Steve. Naya, 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 a thousand times Naya. Good fucking lord, this woman couldn't wrestle her way out of a paper bag. She's terrible. Not even that. She's terrible. She's dangerous. She fucking hurts everyone. It's like you can't even argue that it's just like an accident. It's happened too many fucking times. She doesn't know what she's fucking doing, and it's it's fucking terrible. People like poor Becky are the ones that have to pay the price for a big stupid hand. Smash her in the face. She's only three hundred point something ounces. So. <laughs> That's right, ounces. I remember that. But yeah, Naya, just oh Naya. See, here's the thing. I would say that Tamina is a worse wrestler than Nia Jax because Tamina I... is awful, and the fact that she's been there for ten years and still is awful is mind boggling. Um, however, uh, even though Naya isn't as awful as Tamina. There is something to say about being so careless and reckless with your body and other people's bodies. And to me, um, with that, also you have uh, just these terrible promos that she's been cutting. Oh, by the way, my yeah, choice no. is Nia Jax. Uh, <laughs> these awful promos that she's cutting I every single week. We could save that for, for later because we're probably going to get we're going to be talking about her more than once. I have a feeling. This thing. <laughs> oh, it's it's possible. Yes. She, uh, she's god awful. Like she, she's one of those people in wrestling now that it, it's not even like a joke. Like when she's on TV, I actively don't want to watch anymore. Like I can't stand her. And it's like they sometimes they leave her out there to like just die because there's been a couple times specifically <laughs> this week. 
um, when she was like improving after Sasha was just like, you know, uh, step up bitch or whatever she said. And then she's yeah. just like, oh, I, I'm 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 the bitch. I'm not a bitch or whatever. Yeah. And she's just like improving on the stage. And then there was that other time uh, late last year when do you remember when uh, she had that promo with Rhonda and um, the riot squad? I actually know it was Natalia. She was supposed to come out and she was they were late on her queue. And Natalia's just standing there just lo- looking at Naya. And she just Naya just goes something along the lines of like. Uh, you know, I'm just killing time, <laughs> just like out of no, just like just breaking kayfabe, and then next thing you know, the riot squad comes out and and takes out Natalia and Rhonda. It was so weird. I'm just killing time. She literally said that on the microphone. I feel like it must have blacked this out of my memory because I don't remember that at all. And, and her screaming and and her her. Her voice is just so annoying and grating. My, and my title, my. fuck poor Alexa Bliss. Fucking, uh, who knows when she's gonna be able to wrestle again? I I can't see it being anybody else's fault. Like, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know specifically if if that's if she's the culprit, but considering her track record, it wouldn't surprise me. So. All right, let's move on to the next category. We have Best Feud. Uh, last year, uh, both Jobo and Steve picked Braun versus Roman. Uh, I, I picked uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock. And that was good. Dan, you had Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. Uh, so, Steve, why don't you start us off on this one? What was the best feud of this year? Uh I had, I had a few come to mind, but the one that really stuck out to me that I kept, I kept coming back to was Ciampa and Gargano. I mean, it's just classics. Everyone. Like, the whole thing itself was just the the build from – because, I mean, you know, Ciampa betrayed him, got hurt, you know, was sad. But for them to, you know, for such a long break with him healing his knee, to come back and have it still be so red hot, like finger on the pulse red hot was just absolutely insane. And I mean, I like it almost felt like a privilege getting to see it live, but seeing their match lot or no, what am I talking about? Am I? <laughs> you're, I just, you're talking about their, their third match in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I could, for a split second, I was like, did I see them in person? It's like, did I? Yep. <laughs> but it was just, it was almost, it was so crazy to see them in person and stuff. But I just thought that feud was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm also going with uh, Gargano and Ciampa. However, I'd like to give an honorable mention uh, for best feud being Ronda against her tights. I think it's, <laughs> it's always a, going, always shooting up the crack there. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's that's an understated one that should uh, be mentioned. Possibly her eye makeup as well. Possibly, oh, possibly. But yeah, she goes raccoony real fast. But you gotta, but you gotta like the, the eye makeup dissolves after a while, whereas she's constantly fighting against those tights all all match yeah. long. So, um, but no, yeah, obviously Gargano. They gotta, they gotta help her out. Like just just let her wear something else. It, it yes, must be her choice. I, I yeah. you know, I mean, she fought in similar pants. It's not like it's she's not allowed to. You know. Um, but no, I uh, obviously I'm going Gargano Champa as well. The, Technically, the I don't know if the feud's technically over yet, but still, yeah, no. Um, feud started in 2017 and it's still going. Yeah, nuts. absolutely you nuts. Got three really great matches out of it, um, all of which are are 
match of the year contenders and um you know they they made it a little detour but it seems to be like there's something going on again with it now and clearly this is something that's been brewing for a couple years now and we'll see how it goes from here but i have all the um faith in the world that they will uh pay it off once they're finally finished with it uh dan do you have uh, a a differing uh, opinion no no differing opinion um I tried to even think of any other feud of this year, <laughs> and I was just like, I almost none of the things that uh, were, were feuds. Like, if they were, they were bad. So, I, it's not really because because you could even say like, I guess the, the payoff of uh, Okada Omega finally happened, but I feel like that was just like too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, let's go to worst feud then. Dan, why don't you start Uh-oh. us off on worst feud? All right, so this one was was a little rough for me to pick at first. So I have two honorable mentions on this one. Okay. Which are Asuka and Carmella, because it just further drove Asuka <laughs> into a hole. Oh. And then we have Brian and Cass, because oh. Brian's coming back in his first feud. is <laughs> big fan. <laughs> Oh. But, uh, <laughs> the worst feud of the year was Sasha versus Bailey because it was so bad they canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot about that. That's how much I didn't want to remember that one. Like you, you got probably one of the contenders for one of the worst segments on the show. This whole oh, yeah. year with oh yes, they tried to bring back the anger management guy, didn't didn't work very well. Oh, Doctor Shelby. Yeah, yeah. Well, guy. he came. He was in there for like a week, and then next thing you know, they had like vignettes made of the same setting, like they were in the same set. Yeah. And the for the next two weeks, he was just gone. They had some other actor, some counselor person looking person, and, and she was in there, and you couldn't actually hear what they were saying. They would just cut to be like, oh, here's here's a look in at their therapy session. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sick and tired of fucking hearing on commentary that Sasha's going to turn on Bailey. Sasha's going to turn on Bailey. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Just stop. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, Steve, what is your pick? Uh, there was, again, tons of choices, but the one that I kept coming back to was Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens because oh, it was, I forgot about that one. <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt so bad for me to be like, I hate Braun right now. Because at first it started out funny, and it was like, okay, haha. But then it just turned into like, Braun, you're kind of a dick, dude. Like, why are you doing all this to Kevin Owens? And then it culminated with him duct taping him in a porta potty and shoving him off the raw stage. I was like, all right. Oh, no, no, I'm no. Happy. That is not where it culminated. No. Because after that, you had the cage match where he threw him off the cage. Threw him off the cage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then that's... you had him at SummerSlam face him in a squash match for the briefcase. So, yeah, where so he just destroyed bad. him outside of the ring. Yeah, that match was like what five minutes? Not even. It was like Kevin a Owens and couldn't a half. walk. Uh, but yeah, that's for all reasons stated. My worst feud is Braun versus KO. Poor Kevin Owens. 
All right. Uh, I have a couple of honorable mentions I'd like to mention um, that were not brought up. Obviously, I do agree. Oscar and Carmella and, and, and Cass and, and Brian were really bad. However, I, I would also like to bring up uh, AJ and Nakamura was a really bad oh. feud. Oh. Uh, how can we not forget uh, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn? Also, <laughs> also yeah, deserves that was, mentioning. That's, that's the shits. Uh, also, another honorable mention, uh, Roman Reigns versus management, if you remember that from earlier in the year. <laughs> I do. I do. Where Roman I mean, Reigns you could also went, do Roman uh, versus Brock Lesnar, too. Well, yeah. Well, it's part of it, too. But it was mainly mm-hmm. just like him being like, oh, you're trying to protect your boy and and basically pulling a Vince Russo acting as if it's it's a it's a, a shoot, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, of course, have to give my vote for worst feud to Sasha and Bailey. Um, and this, honestly, this feud has been going on the entire year. Um, <laughs> if you think about it, because yep. they, they were having issues earlier in the year. They were in that battle Royal at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know why neither one won. Uh, when, when did Bailey get the curse at her? Cause that was probably the only time I enjoyed anything involved in it. Cause um, <laughs> you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> That was during. I think that was during the beatdown. Um, but I, I think it may have been either the week before or after WrestleMania, where they had the uh, Sasha attacked Bailey in the locker room and threw her into the lockers, and then they just acted like that never happened afterwards. And then they were just like on again, off again. And the next thing you know, uh, she turns on her. But then you find out that Sasha is in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh my god! And then they're just like not on the show that much, and the next thing you know, <laughs> they're doing in all these tag matches with the Riot Squad, and and they're Magic still tr- they're still trying to d- at least make some effort to make you think that Sasha might turn on her, but then she never did. And then they they had those open forums with uh, Alexa where they're <laughs> asking for if they want tag titles and oh terrible terrible terrible. Um, See, like at that point, I I don't know if it's it's just freaking commentary that's telling us that the feud's still going on and they literally have given up on this feud for how bad it was during those segments. Oh, maybe. Like, that's, Seriously, I feel like it was so bad that they're like, oh, we can't do this. <laughs> like, that's seriously what I get the feeling of. I don't even get the feeling of the, like, sure, maybe at some point one of them will turn on the other one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're actually definitely going to be the tag champions at this point. Yeah. When, is gonna be. Yeah, because Santa Vince said that we were going to get tag titles. So, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention what we had for last year for our selections. Uh, last year, both Steve and Dan picked Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor as worst feud. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Joba went another way and went Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Uh, uh, not a bad choice. <laughs> um, and uh, my selection last year was every Bray Wyatt feud from 2017. <laughs> Poor Bray. Wyatt. What do we have for best? Last, oh, well, we already did that one. I, yeah, had, yeah. I had, uh, I had Tyler Van Pete done here. All right, all right. Uh, next year, or next year, next category. Um, best NXT call up. Uh, last year, both Jobo, Steve, and myself said Samoa Joe, and uh, Dan, you picked uh, the revival. <laughs> Say yeah. No, that didn't happen. 
Uh, I'll no start us off with yet. this one. I think this is an easy one because the choices were not very, uh, very good. Uh, Drew McIntyre, moving on. Yeah, I, yeah, I was about to say Drew McIntyre for me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is one I actually consider just uh, giving to no one. But I, I guess I, I'm not allowed to do that. So I mean, you Drew can, McIntyre. you can pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, like they've they've done a really good job with with McIntyre. Um, they ended his winning streak for no reason. That uh, made me so mad. On a random episode of Raw, uh, to, yep. to all people, uh, D- Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, overall. He's, he's, he's now been allowed to bury inside of a cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, I would say he's been the best NXT call up. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to worst NXT call-up. Uh, last year, uh, Jobo picked the Riot Squad. Uh, Steve, you went with Ty Dillinger. Oh, that one hurts. Uh, Dan, you went with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and my pick was Shinsuke and Ty Dillinger in a tie. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, worst NXT call-up. No way. Jose disappeared and doesn't really exist anymore, I guess. <laughs> he's, but he back. he's back. Oh, he, I haven't watched him. He had a match on Raw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, he's back now, but even so, he came, he came in and then he like feuded with, with Baron Corbin for a little bit. And Corbin was just like, you shouldn't dance. You, you can't, can't dance. That's silly. And then <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> I just that was the worst. He like he just fell so hard on his face because that that like the whole dancing gimmick just did not, you know. It's like no one cares, man. No one cares, and yeah. So <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> I also went no way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for me, um, honorable mention would be to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually went with sanity. Oh yeah. Because uh... they were like, no way Jose was just what he was in XT. Like, but Sanity actually had like something going in an XT. Whereas no way Jose was just going to be like another version of Adam Rose. Like, you know, it was just destined to be. Whereas Sanity, they came up to main roster. It was confusing because they split up Nikki Cross from them. Um, they had one feud with the New Day, and then disappeared. And then disappeared until Survivor Series, where they had, they needed tag teams. Yeah, and then disappeared again. And they actually haven't. Uh, have they been on since Survivor Series? They, they were on one of those episodes where uh, they were just in like a big tag match, where it was all the heels versus all the faces, like tag teams. Okay, I saw something like that on one of the SmackDowns recently, but. That, that's it like and they, they barely, barely even talk about him it's just like okay and Damo was wearing a shirt over something now I was like well, what the fuck is going on yeah alright uh, let's go to the next category we have most improved uh, last year uh, both Steve and Dan picked Braun Strowman um, Jobo picked the Usos uh, and my choice was I gave an honorable mention to both Braun and Jinder's physiques. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, my main award went to Neville. Uh, so, Dan, most improved. Uh, this is someone that when I first 
saw them the first couple times. I was like, oh, he's just a spot filler. But uh, honestly, now I really like him, and that'd be Hangman Adam Page. Okay. Yeah. Like, I actually like watching his match, especially, like, he didn't have any, like, you know, of the best matches of the G1, but I think he held his own pretty well for his first G1 for someone so young. And his only experience is really being Ring of Honor with middling feuds before hopping into the Bullet Club train. So, yeah, I think he's so much fun to watch. His match with Joey Janela was probably one of my favorite matches of all in. Um, sure, I love his character, too, that they have him play on being the elite. But I only look forward to big things for him. And now we got to look forward to him versus Pac. I mean... Sean's most improved of last year, so <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, my pick for most improved is actually I'm going to give it to Ronda Rousey. Uh, she came in with very little experience. Uh, granted, she has had a lot of practice with her uh, matches, specifically um, the WrestleMania match. You had uh, some of the 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 the, uh, the Nia match the. Um, which uh, a couple other other ones she she was able to practice a few days beforehand, but now it's like she's routinely doing raw matches, whether there were tags or singles matches, where clearly she had no time to practice, and she's performing fairly well in them. Uh, so to come from where she had zero background, other than just you know whatever you want to say with her judo uh, abilities, to now being able to put on a pretty competent match. She's a better worker than Nye is right now, so I, I don't know what that says, but definitely I would give uh, most. She's improved. also given Nia her best matches. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like they have a a, a weird chemistry or whatever, because Nia usually doesn't have chemistry with people. Um, she usually just uh, mauls them, mauls them, or or injures them. Uh, so and then eats and then eats your shake. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm going uh, Rhonda. For most improved, Steve. Uh, I went with Miss Becky Lynch. Now, improved is kind of a rough word for it because Becky's always been Becky's always been pretty good, but I don't know. Just with this whole new character, it just brings yeah, every improvement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like it's an improvement of her 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 persona and like her speaking character, and it just for me it elevated everything about her and. To see her go from, you know, just like, oh, yeah, straight fire and just like, you know, just like being a happy go, like go lucky woman's wrestler to like, I'm a badass and I'm going to kick your ass is very, very cool thing to see. And uh, I'm way more invested in her matches now than I used to be. She's way more than just another pretty face on the roster. So, yeah, Becky, for sure. All right. Next category, we have least improved Uh, last year. Uh, Jobo had Bray Wyatt. Um, Steve, you had, uh, or I'm sorry, I had Jinder Mahal. Uh, yeah. Steve, you had Jinder Mahal and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and Dan, you had Lana. Oh. Uh, I'm going to start this one off. Uh, least improved, Carmella. Carmella, yeah. uh, she had, uh, she got her first title win when she cashed in on Charlotte after WrestleMania, which looking back at it was pretty stupid. Um, I remember no, that they, they kill Oscar and kill Charlotte. Yeah. Because yeah. they, not only did they, uh, have, 
they had Charlotte uh, basically just lose clean to Carmella um, on the pay-per-view after that. But then she goes on and has all these terrible matches with Asuka, like the matches to where she couldn't she wasn't booked to really do anything. There was, they had that one match at um, I, I think it may have been Money in the Bank where they put Ellsworth in that cage. Yeah, and he had to do it. Oh, good God. And literally the match was under five minutes. Carmella, the only thing she did the whole match was just shove Asuka into the cage, and that's it. She didn't do anything for the rest of the match because she couldn't be trusted to to put on a real match. And I remember she was talking shit on Twitter before her her Charlotte match after WrestleMania. Um, When she was doing her first title defense, she's like, I'm ready to show the world how much improved I am because I've been working at this day in and day out and I'm going to put on a great performance and you're all you'll all see and then she has her match with Charlotte and it's terrible so you know she's back to being comedic side character now with our truth and she had that three way uh, for uh, the title shot this past week oh you mean the SummerSlam rematch she had the oh that's right it was a SummerSlam rematch uh, and in both matches, she didn't do much. Uh, in fact, in this one, the only thing that I can remember she did in, in this newest three way was she just kept super kicking people, which is funny because that's supposed to be one of her, one of her finishes and no one was treating it like a finish. Um, <laughs> so definitely least improved, not that she was high up in the first place, but least improved Carmella because she was given, she was given a, a big stage and did not improve at all. Uh, Steve. I need a second before I say this one. This one hurts. Uh-oh. Yeah. But honestly, for me, and I'm, I'm being 100% honest, least improved for me, Braun. Oh. Braun, Braun fell so flat on his face, like, near the beginning, middle of this year. Just, they did. Thanks and they to did a all, boy named Nicholas. Yeah, thanks to a boy named Nicholas. Braun Strowman won the Raw Tag Team Championship with a 10-year-old son of a uh, referee, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but is that really his fault, though, or is that just no, th- no, what they they, not... they had no plans for him? Oh, it's and, a wonderful and, WrestleMania moment. <laughs> <laughs> and all the like all the stuff I'm saying, it's none of this. It's sadly none of this is really Braun's fault. It's none of his fault. It's the way that he was booked. But at the same time, you can't really be like, oh no, Braun's fine. It's just how he's booked. It still impacts his character and how I perceive it and he just became like the whole thing with ko really hurt him i feel because that was just so unneeded and it really turned a lot of people against him too because ko even though he's a heel is of course a crowd and he's an indie darling you know like they like to say but just to see him have to go through something like that with ko and have such a just squash a guy who came into the company and beat john cena on his first night like on the main roster to see Bronstone just steamroll him. I just thought it was so and, wrong. And not only that, but you give him the money in the bank briefcase and you are, you know, they tease to cash in twice. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm cashing in at, at Hell in a Cell. And what happens? No finish. The match ends in a no contest. A Hell in a Cell match ends in a no contest. <laughs> And Braun Strowman joins the elite crew of people yeah. that have yeah, it's failed. What's crazy is that they tried to do that finish twice that night. Sure, obviously they 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 let Randy pin Jeff, but if you remember, they were going to call that match off too. Which uh, one? 
the Randy Jeff match. Oh, oh, their Hell in a Cell were, match. Yeah, they were going to call that one off, too. Oh, the oh. Last minute, they let Orton pin him. I was like, that could have been two fucking yeah. no-finish Hell in a Cells. But just it's just, it, it, it really player. hurts that he they, they go through with that, and then everyone's wondering, like, well, does that count? Is this cash-in official? Like, blah, 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 all this stuff. Yeah, it counts. And Bye-bye, briefcase. And literally, the next night after, no mention of it whatsoever. You would think he never won it. Yeah. <sighs> Well, and that's like the Saudi belt that he he won. The oh way? yeah, he I'm won. Sorry. <laughs> he, he he won the uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble. He got the big doofy trophy and the green belt that never has been seen ever again. But uh, and then the and then when he teamed with you know McIntyre and uh, and oh. Ziggler, that oh what was their so, team called? It was um, oh, the, the dogs, dogs of war. the, the Do- dogs of war. Oh, it's it's and I just it's like you. They already call the shield like the dog, the hounds of justice, and you're gonna have the dogs of war. It's just it's being WWE is a kennel now. Apparently, I didn't realize, but <laughs> and like, everyone's an animal. Baron Corbin. <laughs> but yeah, so Braun Strowman, he did. Braun Strowman fell flat on his face, sadly. So least improved for me. All right. Speaking of falling flat on his face, did you see them leave him out there to die? On, on oh the God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it hurt. What is it with, with with Brock feuds nowadays? It's like they they just they don't all... want to do anything. It's like yeah. they they want to so badly tease physical confrontations and then they never do it. It's like if you're if that's the case, then just don't have him there. Have Heyman cut promos. They just love blue balling the audience. They just love it. I think they just don't know anything better to do because they're they're so they have this this weird mentality where they need to do matches to set up other matches and because Brock's not wrestling on the show, uh, they don't know what else to do with him other than just to have these terrible because he's a heel now uh, have these terrible segments where it's like oh I'm gonna come in no I'm not coming in oh maybe I'll come in nope definitely not coming in. Yeah, so bad. Well, so my bad. least improved. I already talked about her. Uh, it's Tamina because she was my worst <laughs> of the year last year, and uh, no improvement whatsoever. So she gets on this list too. All right, let's go over to best gimmick. Uh, last year, uh, we actually all had different answers. Jobo picked Woken Matt Hardy. That really panned out. <laughs> uh, Steve, you had Rusev Day. Um, my choice was <laughs> Golden Age Gold Dust. Oh yes, if you, I remember, if you that, remember one. that one. And uh, Dan had Velveteen Dream. So Ow! One one of those worked out. Uh, <laughs> Steve, who is your your choice for best gimmick? And yet again, Rusev Day. I think I don't know. It still carried over for me. It still did really well in 2018. I feel. I mean, he had some of the loudest pops ever were for Rusev this year, and it was just so cool to see. Also, I mean, I just love the guy. I think Rusev's dope. So anything involving him, I'm always good with. But I don't know. I still Ru- Rusev Day carried over for a long time, surprisingly. So Rusev Day again for me. Uh, I don't know if you could call it a gimmick. I'm calling it a gimmick because it's my choice. But <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, Becky Lynch's The Man character. That's uh, a gimmick. That's a gimmick. I mean, last year I went with Bailey's I Don't Want to Hurt Anybody gimmick for my worst gimmick. So I think uh, uh, that counts. Man, yeah, no, the, the man thing is definitely, it's on a shirt. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a persona because like she used to be 
the fun loving uh straight fire yeah and you know she made it she did puns and stuff and now she just murders people and it was the cake it must have been that was I've, I rewatched that again recently when uh when when Sami Zayn makes her corpse backstage. That's probably one of the funniest <laughs> backstage segments. Uh, it holds up so well. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with the man, uh, Dan. Uh, well, an honorable mention because I think he's probably my favorite character in wrestling. Period would be the villain Marty Scurll. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I don't even know if you even call it a gimmick anymore. He's just kind of is that but uh i'm going for a repeat of velveteen dream because i think he's only improved in pretty much every facet including his character work so two years in a row i'm going with velveteen dream uh even though they had that one uh segment with ec3 this year <laughs> oh i thought that was like hilariously bad like on purpose i think that's the only thing they could have been going for with that one but yeah no, i mean still like it, it, i i don't feel like those two characters are ones that should have ever been matched up anyway so, the dream the dream has no memory of that yeah exactly <laughs> when he when he's at the pool he's like come and have a seat and he's just like Come on, let's go in the pool. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. You just it's told like, me to have the, a seat. <laughs> it's like, and, what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, who's going to throw whoever in the pool first? It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, all right, let's go over to worst gimmick. Um, last year, uh, jo- <laughs> Jobo's pick was Dolph Ziggler's entrances. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> um. It says here, Steve, you had a tie between Ziggler's entrances and Ziggler's non-entrances. I don't know exactly what that means. Oh, I think it was I was angry that he walked out to no music because I thought it was stupid because it was like, no, Ciampa's doing that now and he does it way better. You don't have the nearly the amount of heat. <laughs> uh, my choice was Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son. Oh. And Dan had Bailey doesn't want to hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, why don't you start us off? Uh, I'm gonna go with fucking Lacey Evans because what the <laughs> fuck is what the fuck is this character, and how is that gonna work on the main roster? It's like not. It's, com- <laughs> it's completely confounding to me that that they're calling her up and playing these promos of her. It, it, like everything about her just screams like it could only work in a small like situation and it doesn't even work in nxt so how's it gonna work on the main roster it's but like i don't understand what her gimmick is in the first place it's like is she a time she's traveler like a, she's like a is... 1950s housewife but apparently she was also a marine like what yeah but like how am i supposed to connect with that at all um and you know she's she from the other side of the tracks like deuce and domino like... i don't know <laughs> I don't enjoy her work in the ring either, so it's not like I have that to look forward to, uh, you know. You're looking forward to her slapping her tit while she punches someone in the face. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Steve. (laughs) Okay, so my worst gimmick is AOP. Now, when I say AOP, I don't mean the letters AOP. Yeah, I mean AOPEE. What in the goddamn fuck? Uh, So... Big Show makes Dream Maverick piss himself. Sure, okay, haha, and it didn't work either, which was even funnier. But okay, that's so that's a thing that happened. But then 
you have Drake Maverick embracing it on social media, doing like the faux glorious bombs when he comes out of the bathroom. And then you have Drake Maverick pee on Bobby Roode's robe. Like what, what is this? Why, why? I just don't That's get your 205 live general manager. Yeah. And he's pissing on people's stuff The you know, they're going to start, you know, if that's open for a game, then why doesn't Randy Orton keep pooping and stuff again? <laughs> no, but, no, not again. I thought not, that not was again. Talk, that shit and stuff. Randy Orton just rubbed his dick and tried to shake your hand. You're not going to shake my hand, bro? Allegedly. You're going to big league me? Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> but yeah, so worst gimmick, AOP. Uh, my Both strong choices. Uh, my pick is going to be whatever the fuck Dean Ambrose is doing right now. <laughs> because I don't know what his character is. He's, his like his like week, honestly it's like he he turns on the shield um he thinks that the reason why they, they, roman has you, leukemia no, is because of what they did as the shield he turns on the shield at the best possible time to do it to get the most possible heat and then they just completely squandered it that's the most important part about then he won't say why he turned on seth they drag renee into the whole thing and she won't speak to it either, and it makes things super awkward on commentary. Then you have <laughs> Dean Ambrose complaining about the smell of the people and then getting uh, vaccines in the back with giant syringes. And then he comes out in a gas mask and tries to cut a promo in it with a bunch of gas mask guards. Um, He's Bane. And then they change his theme song to include sirens in it. And the now, whole, and now he's wrestling with a goddamn chain wallet. It's like, yeah. what is this character? And are those like sweatpant jeans that he had on the other week? Like, I don't know if they're sweatpant they, jeans. They look like they look like almost like weird like yoga pants jeans. Like I don't know what they are. <laughs> but yeah, that's my choice, Dean Ambrose. He looks like a bad secondary. That, like, that, that whole gimmick character. is from like the very last like month and a half of the year, basically. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more than that. Like I mean, when, they, when, he, when he turned on on the shield, yeah, but he didn't really have a gimmick yet until they like in the mid November when it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna stick you with some needles in the butt, make some faces. I mean, oh. he turned on him in October, so yeah, you know, yeah, there was some time in there, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I. There's as as terrible as Lacey Evans is, and as terrible as the whole angle with AOP has been. Um, there's not a single person that when they come onto my screen and I see their character that I don't get visibly upset about, and it's Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's causing you distress. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, next category: best on the mic. Uh, last year. Uh, Jobo picked Kevin Owens. Uh, my choice was Rusev. Uh, Steve, you had Samoa Joe, and Dan, you had Samoa Joe and Alexa Bliss in a tie. Um, Steve, why don't you start us off with this one? She keeps showing up, this dang Irish woman, Becky Lynch. She, when she talks, I listen, and she says some very, very funny things. <laughs> like when she shredded, uh, when she shredded John Cena a little while back. Ooh. That was that was a good one. <laughs> that one I wish me... that they would have let her shred Vince. Oh, I know that when when he's like, get over the loss. It's like, oh, fuck it, just, Christ. Yeah, no, just let him have it. 
Yeah, she, but, sh- she should have said that back to him about the XFL. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely uh, Becky Lynch best on the mic. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to Samoa Joe because I felt like he did some really good work this year, especially with his promos with AJ. Wendy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was also very close to, to choosing him again because yeah. whenever he is on the mic, he's it's good. He's one of the the best that mm-hmm. they got. It's um, just the problem that they let him talk and talk and talk, and then he never, and then he never wins. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, my official pick uh, is it's actually my first selection that's not WWE related. Um, I'm going with Chris Jericho. Um, his, all of his New Japan, all of his New Japan stuff, consistently <laughs> calling everyone fuck faces and. <laughs> saying how crazy he is and you know and then there i remember that there was that one video the one viral video he put out where he was cutting a promo on uh naito and he decides he's he's like walking around the park and he finds a turtle and starts cutting a promo on the turtle in the park um <laughs> and all of his promos have been solid uh throughout all the all year long and he has no restrictions so he can just say whatever he wants it's not like someone's writing it for him and it's usually every time he would cut a promo in New Japan, it would be somewhat newsworthy. So uh, I'm I'm going uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, Dan, what's your choice? I, well, I uh, actually went for something a little bit uh, different here. Uh, I'm going with Mauro Ranallo because okay, he makes NXT so much fun to watch. Um, does I, I can agree, and with you can tell that this guy just loves what he does, and he also like actually knows what the fucking moves are called. So <laughs> you know, like I, I kind of, I mean, obviously, I, like, I, I could have gone with Becky Lynch, which is the more obvious choice. But I wanted to go with something because there's no real way to mention, you know, anybody on commentary on this list easily. And I was like, you know, whenever he's on the mic, whenever he's introducing a promo segment or anything, like I just love the guy. So he's getting my best on the mic. All right. Uh, let's move on to worst on the mic. Uh, last year, uh, Jobo picked Booker T. He was on the raw commentary team for a lot of the time because he was supposedly replacing oh yeah uh, Otunga or whatever, but Otunga never came back. That's right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, dog. Let me tell you something. Uh, Steve picked uh, Jason Jordan. Uh, oh, my yeah. choice was Percy Watson, and uh, Dan, you had Ember Moon. <laughs> uh, Dan, is it a, a repeat this year? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, I would like to give an honorable mention to Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh Jesus. Double uh, double E, <laughs> double double E. Um, those, those production trucks are worth twelve million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive truck, man. Um, but no, uh, it's fucking Nia Jax. Like, mm. she doesn't know what she's even doing when she's on the mic. She just starts screaming at random parts of her promos. She's just talking, and then when she does improv, it's the most cringe worthy. Thing possible it's like okay if somebody needs a script that's definitely this chick but then when she has a script like at the end of uh was it backlash pay-per-view at the end of her match 
with uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. Oh, where she was just like, uh, she, I am power. She gave women a be a star. And, yeah, she yeah. gave a be a star promo, and it was just like, oh my god, what is? She, it's a robot, and ooh, spent more time and, and working on turned, that. And, and then she turned into a bully, like right after. Oh, course, overnight. After she had just like, yeah, yeah, literal overnight. Or she had also just literally beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss, not like, you know kayfabe like shoot like Alexa Bliss was definitely fucking hurt so mm-hmm. uh, alright um, Steve Baron Corbin <laughs> <laughs> oh my god literally when Raws would start and I would see him the urge to turn the fucking TV off was so strong I was like I can't do this I can't do another week of this fucking beginning ruining my first day of the week like this ugh it's, he's just so bad. He's like I, I can't really say anything else. He's so bad. He is he is fucking plain as cardboard. He his delivery on everything is the same. Delivery is the worst part. Is that it's so yeah, the, robotic. He's you know, just like, like I'm Baron Corbin. I'm the constable. Like, what, what about that half Nelson headlock that he shared with the mic time? <laughs> but yeah, just Baron Corbin. Uh, no. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. First of all, my first honorable mention, Nia Jax. I have to mention her because her yeah, promos no, are god awful. Um, <laughs> also, uh, honorable mention, the Baron Corbin, like Steve was saying, uh, just terrible, and his 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 cadence is just so so snooze inducing. Um, also, another honorable mention to Stephanie McMahon for her uh, Royal Rumble commentary. <laughs> where all she did was give um, fun facts about each person and not didn't call the match. Becky's wearing orange. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, you see that there? Yeah. That's just, that, that was it. <laughs> However, I feel like, hands down, the worst person on the mic to the point where he was let go of his position is Jonathan Coachman. Ah, yeah. yeah. They bring him in after the Royal Rumble to do... Uh, uh, color commentary on the raw booth and it just spirals from there and you know we we were all kind of hopeful the hour. We, we were kind of hopeful when he came in because he wasn't great when he when he left but he wasn't terrible but then he comes back and he starts like pointing out kayfabe and and making these weird assumptions about things and not actually paying attention to the product <laughs> uh, and then arguing that he was an athlete <laughs> yeah and then like you'd have weird things like him mentioning hip hop legend uh, uh, John, John Mayer. Mayer. <laughs> it's like where are the and and the worst one was mentioning how Rhonda being in in the bear hug she has a chance to rest. It's a rest, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> like, yeah, it's a rest hold. It's fine. I'm like, like, oh wait, my god, wait. to the point where he was actually he he wasn't just fired once through from the commentary. He 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 was taking sabbaticals every so often. Um, and then they would bring in Booker T. They had Renee in come in for a couple before she was made permanent. Uh, and then, uh, and then eventually he got left go, and uh, he now he's on the pre-show panel, which he doesn't do a great job of that either. Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. So easily, my choice is Jonathan Coachman. Um, our next category. This is a new category for this year. It's uh, a single category called "They Really Dropped the Ball On," and basically, this is just one person that you feel has just gotten the shit end of the stick. They 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 should have done way better in the year than they did, 
And for, for whatever reason, whether it be because of themselves or the company, um, but they had a, a really terrible year compared to what they should have. Um, and I'm going to start this one off because, as Steve was mentioning earlier, my choice is Braun Strowman. Hell yes. <laughs> because he starts the year off. He has a really great rumble showing uh, in, in the three-way. You think that maybe he is going to be pushed as, pushed as one of the big guys. He eliminates almost everyone from the chamber match. Um, they don't have anything for him for no, WrestleMania. He, he did eliminate everyone other than who we lost to. So Yeah, so he, he didn't eliminate everyone. He eliminated everyone but the winner. <laughs> um, he, uh, he They didn't have anything for him for, for, for WrestleMania, whatever. But then he he wins the Greatest Royal Rumble. He goes into this weird feud with Kevin Owens where he then wins Money in the Bank and then everything just spirals down. Uh, he cashes in and loses... He has multiple matches with with Brock well, Lesnar and lose. loses. He, he, he gets he gets told you can't wrestle anymore, so the match is over. <laughs> um, multiple times where you're expecting him to finally get something, and he must have had what like th- at least three title opportunities in the year, um, and lost all of them. Yeah, and. Uh, at this point, it's like, I'm not sure if he's ever going to get the belt because for whatever reason, they just don't want to put the belt on him. And then they, they, he was hot. He was red hot. Even with, even with the, the really bad Kevin Owens angle and feud, uh, he was still really hot. And, and they cooled him off to turn him heel for no reason. And then when Roman left, they had to turn him back babyface because they had no one else. And it just wasn't the same after that. So... They really, in my opinion, dropped the ball on him. Steve. They really I had a I had a tie here. The first the first one was Braun Strowman, for all reasons you've mentioned. This this guy could have been the next, like I said it last year too. This guy was destined to be like the next Kane. He was gonna be the next athletic big man, and it was gonna be awesome. And then just went right down. My other one I had written on here just because of who he is and just to see him go through what he has is so sad. They really dropped the ball on Finn Balor because that poor man has just gotten a whole bunch of nothing for being as big a star as he is. And he is just no one cares anymore when they see him. They're just like, oh, it's Finn. And yeah, I guess. Cool. And now he's and he just and you can tell he doesn't give a shit anymore because his Instagram lately has just been like the memeiest, weirdest, like. <laughs> He po- he posted a picture of himself in that last uh, demon makeup getup he had, and he and he, he there was a screenshot of him with his like tongue sticking out, and he posted a picture on Instagram of him doing that with like a big penis looking lollipop, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the caption was like "Oh yummy," <laughs> and then the other post there was another one of him in his blue gear, photoshopped to look fat, and it was just like and he, and he wrote Mick Balor, and it was just, just like I he wonder just, uh, he doesn't care anymore how how much how much time he has left on his contract there. I, I don't know, but yeah, they really dropped the ball on Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. So I have three honorable mentions because at one point all three of these were my pick for this. Uh, number one, Shinsuke Nakamura because they oh. let him fucking win the Royal Rumble, and then they just <laughs> proceeded to get him to the point where he's barely even there. they turned him heel and then just stopped using him he was champion yeah. did you know he was champion for 
three, what was it, three and a half months this year? <laughs> did yeah, you know that? He, just the United <laughs> States champion, and he was just backstage, if that. The only reason he got a pay-per-view match was because they had Survivor Series. They needed to have the champion on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and when you have, like, it's just about, like, every time, I, and I don't know if it's just him getting booked to lose so he doesn't care or what, like, because, I mean, you know, he, he he's he is pretty beat up from being new Japan or anything. And his performances in WWE, like maybe it's just him. I don't know at this point, but I, I still love the guy. I wish they would use him for something, but so, yeah. Uh, and then we have Rusev because Rusev day was the hottest thing they had going and they just completely shit all over it. Like, yep, so sad. That, that's, I mean, sure, he got the belt off of Nakamura at the very end of the year, so big whoop. And then my third one was Asuka because, again, like, they, they, same thing with Nakamura, basically. They they did the same thing with both of them. At least Asuka's got a belt. Well, at least, she, at least they didn't turn her heel. Yeah. Imagine if they both turned on there. But uh, so mine is specifically with a specific promotion because I feel like elsewhere he was used pretty well. But mine is Ring of Honor not making Marty Skrull their fucking champion. Oh. <laughs> because they decided we're going to keep Dalton Castle, who can't even fucking move the champion, when you have the hottest person in the company. He's getting, way, he's getting even more cheers than the Bucks or Cody or anybody else there. And twice they screw him over. And then I think they screwed him over again because he won that tournament at the end of the year. I don't know whether they had the pay-per-view match or not. Again, maybe he didn't have the match against Jay Lethal yet. No. Uh, I don't really pay attention, so I guess it's happening soon. So maybe. But at this point, uh, like, now he, they don't have the Bullet Club there with him, so he had to have a makeshift faction of big guys. And... It's just terrible. Whereas in like New Japan, he had one of the best matches of the year at Sakura Genesis with uh, Osprey. Even Osprey almost died. So. And can you say that Jay Lethal is really lighting the world on fire with his title run? No, I, I keep forgetting that he's the champion. So. Mm-hmm. And then they got Matt Taven walking around with a fake belt saying he's the champion. Who? So. Exactly. <laughs> it, they literally have one star now. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing. He's the only person they have that's a draw anymore. Yeah, unless I mean, hey, unless they you know make, get some homegrown talent up and and going. That I mean, they pulled. They just signed Bandito, but nobody knows who he is other than people that like watch everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. I didn't put them as honorable mentions. However, I, I would also like to mention um, some other people that they did drop the ball on, one being Daniel Bryan's return. Um, they kind of salvaged Ugh. it a bit now because of his, his heel character currently, but um, for a while there, it was like he was feuding with Cass, as you mentioned earlier. Um, he, he had that Miz feud, which was very <laughs> anticlimactic and, 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 then, and, and had to involve Bree. They had the Team Hell No reunion for a match that um, Kane didn't even participate in very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
very, very underwhelming uh, return, but they putting the title on him has helped him a lot. Um, very much a character change. Uh, so I couldn't actually get if if um, if they would have kept course and not turned him heel, I think Brian would have run away for me would have run away with the award. Um, and I also want to mention and really quickly how you know we we said earlier too all the NXT call ups, big disappointments. Oh my, oh yeah. my god. Other than McIntyre, just like all of them are just lost now. It's like you're lucky if you if you get to see Andrade like, every I, week. Honestly, uh, so I'm glad. Like other than Nikki Cross being on the list now, because now I'm just terrified that she's going to be lost too. All the people are calling up. I'm like, I, I could care less if any of them get lost on the main roster. So, yeah, and I'm sure they will too. Uh, okay, our next uh, category we have best angle. Um, last year, clean sweep. All four of us uh, picked fest- the festival of friendship with uh, Kevin Owens oh. and Chris Jericho. Oh, my heart's still not healed. Um, however, Steve, you had that and a tie with the uh, Braun flipping over the ambulance. Oh, that was oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, it makes me sad. Um, I'm gonna start this one off. Best angle. I'm going with uh, Becky Lynch's uh, leading the SmackDown women to attack the Raw women. And where oh we, we got God. the, the yeah. I also went with that. So yeah, it... yeah we, we got the, the famous uh Crimson Mask uh Austin 316 moment with her uh and, and while she was concussed. While she was uh, concussed confirmed. And she 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 beat down Rhonda and basically uh ransacked the entire show. And uh it was it was it was uh, granted and uh, I would say compared to some angles in previous years, I wouldn't say it was like the greatest one ever but this year was kind of weak on good angles so um to me this one stood out far and away from everything else like it's probably one of the best character building angles that's happened in a really long time period Mm -hmm. which i think is why it resonates so well yeah uh steve do you uh concur or do you have a different one i well i I had a tie on this one and the, and the one of them was the Becky Lynch one because that was just such an iconic, like that's one of those images, her in the stands with the blood on her face. That's one of those images. Like when our kids are watching wrestling, it's gonna be like, I remember watching that shit. Not only that, like the visual of her being in the locker room, having fucking Rhonda being her bitch was the best. Oh, that was so good. Uh, now my other one that I had now, it didn't pan out into anything and it turned into a joke, but Dean turning heel the night Roman announced he had leukemia that I feel like that for one of the first times in a long time being a wrestling fan, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and just I, I don't know. I just it really that one really got me because I didn't I honestly did not think they would do that. I was like, it's times like times like that are past, though. They wouldn't do something like that nowadays. And when it happened, I was just so taken aback and. Dean is good for acting crazy. Like he does the good, like, you know, when he was like, like when he had like Seth in his lap and he was like muttering at him, that was a good image. I thought like that looked good. And then when he pulled the mat up and spiked him down and stuff, mm-hmm. I just thought that was, I thought that heel turn was just so profound. And that was Vince still showing that even though he's a crazy senile old man, every once in a while, he still gets his finger on the pulse and gets something. But yeah, for me, it's a tie between Dean turning heel and uh, Becky Lynch invading with the the women on SmackDown. All right, let's go to the next category. This is the worst angle award, or as we've named the Bray Wyatt (laughs) legacy award. 
Last year, it was a tie uh, between uh, Dan, myself, and Jobo all picked the Bailey, This Is Your Life. Um, and Steve, you picked Sister Abigail. <laughs> the, the reveal of Sister Abigail. Um, Steve, why don't you start us off on this one? I got three words for you. Uh-oh. Bobby Lashley's sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's also what I picked just so I can get that. That was the way. worst. Uh, what was that? That was the most uncomfortable, weird. Yeah. And that was when that was when Bobby Lashley was in his weird, like, smiling gimmick, like when he was just like a bigger Apollo Crews, when he was just like always smiling. Like, yeah, like, just you know, smile. My you can't talk, so smile. My family's my family's really behind me, and they all love me. And I've got three sisters, and this and that. And then the one sister had like a a, a shit stained like pillowcase or something. It was just like what? it was like what the, it was like what the fuck is this, man? But e- easily for me, worst worst yeah, angle. You, you can even was, it was lumped together the fucking obstacle course thing too. It was just uh, like. But that wasn't as bad as the Bobby Lashley sisters. In, that, that's in the year 2018, it. we're having cross-dressing men appear <laughs> as so... someone's real-life sisters and cutting these terrible scripted promos. It yeah. was so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Um, that That's also what I went with, so it's technically a, a clean sweep clean here. Sweep. However, <laughs> I did want to give honorable mentions to um, Drake Maverick pissing himself. Um, oh, good. As well as uh, the finish to the Brock and Roman cage match from uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh. oh when, you mean when Roman spiked his head into the ground? <laughs> yes. Um, oh. And hit the floor first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and hit the floor first. And I also want to give an honorable mention to uh, Dean Ambrose injecting himself with steroids on live television. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's 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 bad. That's bad. Uh, our next category: best tag team. Uh, last year, clean sweep with everyone picking the Usos. I don't Ooh, think so that's so. going to happen this year. <laughs> no, no. As much as I love them, I've burned out a little bit on my Usoage. <laughs> Dan, who's your best tag team? Uh, mine would be Undisputed Era, but specifically Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong together. Uh, I feel like they were tag team wrestling this entire year. Like... I mean, sure, they didn't start the year out because obviously they had that wonderful turn uh, that led to it. But every match that they put on, even if it's just an okay match, they work so well together as a tag team. And uh, you know, even though even I don't, I think it's considered one of the best tag matches of the year. Even though I don't really care for it, the one with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch against them. Oh yeah, like I, I think that. The reason why that match doesn't resonate that well is because everyone loves Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, so it was backwards to have like these people are supposed to be white meat babyface going against them. But uh, you know their matches with Mustache Mountain are incredible. They had a ten minute match on NXT television that was a five star match. Like they're mm-hmm. just really great together. I don't I don't think there's really I, I would I, I love to to pick the Golden Lovers, but they haven't been in enough matches that are big matches. I believe only three matches. matches this year. Yeah. Or at least on any show. Like I think they might've been on like road two shows as a tag team and stuff like that. But, um, for my selection, I actually have a tie for this one. 
Um, I also picked Undisputed Era for the reasons mentioned uh, also. But uh, my uh, tie with them is uh, Mustache Mountain. Um, you mentioned yeah. the, the five-star match that they had on NXT. Um, and also, not to mention, like they, ha- they also had the really great TakeOver match that we, we saw in person. Yeah. Um, and they used every single move. They yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they've been doing some really, really good work um, for uh, they had they had the NXT specials over over uh, in the UK as well. Yeah, I want to watch NXT UK just to see what they do and see what, you know, Pete Dunne and everything does. It's just it's so much to watch. And like I told you guys, don't really care for the production values. So. Yeah, and um, you yeah. know they they've had a pretty. I mean, granted, there's the sample size hasn't been as big as say Undisputed Era, but the 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 sample size that we have gotten has been uh, really strong. Oh, so yeah, see that that's the only reason I didn't want to pick them is because I just felt like it's disingenuous to say that they've been in as much uh, spotlight as Undisputed Era as far as like number of appearances and, and whatnot, but they definitely deserve to be up there with them as one of the best, if not, you know, mm-hmm. the best. So, uh, Steve, uh, honorable, me- honorable mention to, uh, undisputed era. There are generations NWO without the too many members thing going on. <laughs> but, um, my best tag team was actually war Raiders. Oh. I felt every. I actually felt every time I saw them that they were amazing. And I don't know. I just like the whole giant Viking aesthetic. I think it's fucking cool. Man, but you really should have gotten to watch them in New Japan. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, I, I went after they debuted on NXT. I actually I went back and did more research when they were still War Machine. And God damn, those guys. They're, they're just awesome. But the fucking uh, they haven't even shown a fraction of their shit. Yeah, I know. I know they might they, they, they might get a chance to because they're getting their tag title match at Phoenix. So, yeah, yeah. Like and it's <clears throat> like Dan said, they haven't even gotten to show a little bit of what they did over in like New Japan and stuff like that. But even the slight bit they've shown in NXT has been like, wow, this is dope. Hanson is probably up there. like Hanson and Killian Dane are just. I don't know what like I don't know if they're made out of part helium or whatever, but they just move like big they just move like big guys shouldn't move and it's so awesome well, to watch. See, I, I don't know about um I know Killian Dane was actually a smaller guy that decided to become a big guy. So he probably had the agility and stuff down pat before he bulked up. Kinda like um Cash Zono can still move around even though he's getting bigger and bigger. Like He's still got the the cardio and and the agility somehow, so I think that might be something to do with. I don't know if Hanson's just always been a freak of nature, like, but <laughs> he really is. Man. I will say though, yeah. his his match with Kyle O'Reilly for the was good. That was one. Of yeah, the, that was one of the better you know whatever matches that they just throw on NXT. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, War Raiders for me. All right, our next category we have worst tag team. Uh, uh, last year, both Jobo and Steve picked the hype bros, uh, <laughs> which aren't even a thing anymore. No, actually, all of these teams aren't a thing anymore. Uh, wow. my choice was the Hardy boys, uh, when they oh, came that, back, that, that's more sad. <laughs> and, uh, Dan, you had the vaude villains. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I, I knew it. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a throwback. I'm going to start this off. Uh, B team. 
They, yeah, I'm, um, I'm totally they, fine with they, that choice. They were, I feel like I kind of have to go with them. But the one thing I will say is for honorable mentions, I think there's like three specific ones that I want to list off because Braun Strowman and Nicholas, just because, you know, it was just for oh, an angle. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. The Forgotten Sons, because what oh. the fuck? And then they've only had one match, but it's already enough to know that they're going to be deserving of this award. Uh, Marina Schaffer and Jessamine Duke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, B-Team uh, definitely takes this one. I mean, they were featured way too much, and their gimmick was that they accidentally won matches, and, and they fucking had to bury the revival to, to do that. No. Yeah, and they gave them they gave them the tag titles. They had a run with that for a little while, and I don't know at what point they were ever over. And but they were not having great matches, and their fucking theme song was so annoying. Um, and they just kept winning by uh, sheer luck. Like they weren't actually beating people; they were just lucking into victories. And it's like that's only going to get you so far. And their comedy was not funny. Uh, they they had one uh, decent Bray Wyatt impression. For one week, and then they and just they ran just into the ground. Yep. Um, so yeah, Steve, who's your choice? Main roster AOP. No, oh. are so bad. They they cut they debut and they have Paul Ellering, so there's still an element of cool. And then they're just like, hey, Paul Ellering, why don't you take a step back, bro? Like we got it. like that was literally how they broke up with them. They just put their hands out and they're like, nah, bro, we're that's we're good. Like literally then, the first night they're on the main roster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just like, nah, we made it, dude. We're here we're here now. We don't need you anymore, dude. And clearly and they did. They and now they have make a wish Drake Maverick with them. <laughs> and he looks more goofy like make up this. Aha, and there it is again. But yeah, man, they, they're just they're just the, the drizzly shits. They're terrible. All right. Uh, our next category, we have best wrestling TV show. Uh, last year, <laughs> last year, Jobo picked Raw. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, Steve, you had the May Young Classic. Uh, ah. My choice was the WWE 24 special for Kurt Angle. That was and good. Dan, you had the UK title tournament. Um, so, Steve, start us off. Uh, my best wrestling TV show. That's it's. It was an easy one, but it's it's a it's one you can't go wrong with. I just put NXT because NXT is literally just the best wrestling you can watch. As far as within a WWE standpoint, NXT is like the best thing you can watch. It just always delivers. But it was a, it was kind of a low hanging fruit grab, but you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. See, I actually also went with NXT. Um, I couldn't really think of like one specific, you know special or series that that was anything better than nxt but if it wasn't for the fact that it was a youtube show this would have been being the elite so well that's funny because my choice is being the elite oh well see i i, <laughs> I, I, can, I can change my 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 official choice to being the elite then because uh, i feel like all the storylines they have always pay off so they do that's the best part about it. Like, and the fact that they're using an online social media show to influence so, stories in multiple, like, different companies. Like, 
and matches that like they're obviously getting pulled because like, when Hangman disappeared, like they had to have him not show up and not talk and everything. Like so, Ring of Honor's didn't book him and stuff. Like they did all like all that stuff is crazy. And, and, it's, then, and it's way more interesting for the the shoestring budget that they have and and the fact that they're all writing it themselves. Whether they're improving or not, and, I don't and know. And they're showing us that is they're showing us all the behind the scenes shit too at the same time, and it it's like yeah. educated enough for us to just not care that it's breaking the and, fourth. You know, wall. there was like, there was a lot of really good storylines on there too, like the the death of Joey Ryan. Um, yeah, that yeah. was almost like my angle of the year was <laughs> the, the the penis druids, but yeah. <laughs> You had uh, Marty getting the 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 contract, the record deal. Uh, you had um, you had Cody possessed by the WWE spirits. Oh my god, the money shakes and the exorcism of uh, the, yeah. you get the T-shirt, the exorcism uh, of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you had uh, you had the introduction of H. Um, yeah. You had oh the uh, the the Halloween special uh, where they the did boat, the, yeah. the the They Live parody. Yeah. Uh, just so the much, Year- so much stuff. Chew on this. <laughs> the new, the New Year's, the New Year's party thing was so funny to me too, because it was just so on the nose. Like it was just like I can't commit. Like I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing. Like come on, it's New Year's Day. You don't have any plans. Like I, I can't. <laughs> they they introduced um uh what was the character's name Arthur and the other guy. Yeah, I can uh, never I, remember. Now now Arthur. I can never remember the other guy's name, but they actually have a shirt of them too. Of course, oh, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you a fucking mark. But and then fucking I think the best for me because it led to what I think was my favorite match of all in is the, the Okada and Marty Skrull shit they had with the two oh five and oh yeah. And just oh like, my god like uh Zack Sabre Jr. Oh you're fucked mate. <laughs> <laughs> Marty trying to become a heavyweight. Yeah. And then they, they, they did an offshoot of the Joey Ryan angle with uh, hangman's boots. Oh yeah. <laughs> The the boots were started talking to him in a British accent. That was so funny. Just so much stuff, and you know, you figure they they put out an episode like at least once a week. Um, yeah, yeah. So, unless they're on a break, and then over the holidays they still work their asses off to get stuff out. So I mean, yeah, it's like they're they're putting a, a weekly web series together. It's like, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that 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 counts. Like they're putting a lot of effort into it, and oh. Without a doubt, that counts. It's better that they put together better stuff than Raw does with three hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next category is best WWE pay-per-view. Uh, last year, Jobo picked the Royal Rumble. Um, Steve and Dan both picked NXT TakeOver Bro- Brooklyn 3. Um, and my selection was the first half of WrestleMania 33. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, what is... I'm sorry, Dan, let's start with you. What's your best pay-per-view for this year? All right, so honorable mention is actually going to go to Evolution. Okay. Uh, I actually do think that overall was the most solid main roster pay-per-view of the year. Um, but in a year where we had NXT TakeOver New Orleans, I think it's kind of impossible to pick anything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, that was also my choice, NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I agree. Me too. And then I also had the uh, the NXT we went to in Brooklyn, NXT Brooklyn 4, just because it was also my first ever live event that I had been to, so it holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> I I had some honor I my two honorable mentions were also the Brooklyn 4 and I also wanted to put War Games in there because both were were really good. 
Yeah, it's NXT. You can't fucking go. Wrong. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the the one the Chicago show was the maybe the the, the least weakest. or the weakest yeah, of all. That was the Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it started out NXT Takeover Philly we were at was great too. We had freaking Almas and uh, Gargano, and, is, and you had Black and and Cole. Black that was really and, yeah, good Black too. And Cole too, yeah. So everything NXT was great this year. Um, non WWE pay per views definitely. Uh, Dominion was excellent. Uh, probably New Japan's best show of last year, right? Would you agree, Sean? Yeah, probably. If we're going non WWE, I'd say fucking All In just because of what it stood for. Yeah, All In was it's a good true. show. All In is really, really important. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Our next. Oh, this should be interesting. Worst pay per view. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can't go wrong. Last year, everyone picked Battleground. <laughs> Easy choice. Are we going to have a clean sweep this year, guys? Uh, can we get honorable mentions out of the way, and then we'll see if we have a sure. Get your honorable mentions. All right, uh, backlash and extreme rules, um, both terrible, just in different orders of terrible. Um, those are mine. Any any, any other? Any I don't other? I don't have any honorable mentions. I have one pick. Yeah, so Sean, do I. But, Sean, but, uh, Sean you, you lead. All right. It, it, why don't we all say it on three? How about that? All right. All right. Ready. One. Two, three, crown, crown jewel. jewel, crown, fucking jewel. <laughs> oh my god, was it bad? Not only do you have a terrible main event <laughs> with Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement and almost oh. dying because yeah. no one Neither can work around. Undertaker them. nor Kane can be bothered to catch a fifty year old man and let him land on his fucking face <laughs> there and not only that but triple h gets injured within the first five minutes of the match they're they're going 28 uh, he tears his fucking peck like that's a bad injury and too. he's kind of trying to work around it but also at the same time it's like he has no no strength in his arm so it's almost impossible in fact the the end pedigree that he gave was just pathetic um no offense to, to to Hunter, I'm sure he tried really hard, oh, but yeah. it just looked I mean, terrible. Yeah. It's hard to do anything when you have no peck. Yeah, no, I, I feel bad for him because I'm sure he had this match laid out and everything just went to shit. Um, yeah, Sean yeah. had to carry it because neither Taker or Kane were capable of it. Sean was carrying so hard that he his he, he was so powerful his his one punch knocked Kane's mask off. Yeah, that's amazing. And he had to and, go cover his face because we don't know what he actually looks like. Um, <laughs> it could be somebody else. Yeah, you never oh, know. No. Glenn's still mayor. <laughs> um, obviously, he, uh, not even mentioning the the tournament. No, the no, world. no. The, the the extra circumstances behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Not Everything even mentioning any of that. Let's let's just not it, even it's mention. It's bad that. when you have Daniel Bryan and John Cena saying no when they're like your two most reliable people. Yeah. You, so it, it was basically a glorified house show for the, all the rest of the matches other, other than the finals of the tournament because all the tournament matches were short. They they didn't really do anything in them. Um, you had you built up Kurt Angle. It's a world tournament that had yeah. nothing but people from America in it. You, you had <laughs> you had Kurt Angle. They're telling like this comeback story and 
It's the week bef- <laughs> the week before he gives like one of the worst promos ever reading a teleprompter. Again, and, look why he was an honorable mention for worse on the mic. <laughs> and um, you know, they he jobs out to, to all people Dolph Ziggler in, in, in like five minutes. Uh, and then you have all the, the finals ends up being Ziggler and Miz. They do an injury angle where Shane McMahon has to wrestle for him and Shane McMahon wins the best in the world trophy. So now he's on par with CM Punk, which was, I guess, at some point supposed to pay off some way, but it just never did. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they laid seeds for a heel turn and then completely were like, nope. You had uh, Brian's uh, stepped out, so you had Joe in there at the last minute, and they had like the most bare bones, basic house show match that you could ever do between the two. You had a terrible Braun and Brock match where Corbin turned on him in the very beginning, Ugh. and he just hit all these F fives. It was almost like a mini version of the WrestleMania match with uh, Roman. Yeah. So sad. And so sad. um. I guess that was most of the card. I can't think of anything else that was on it, but yeah, no, it was it was just one of the worst cards I've ever seen. Was there some sort of battle royal or something for all the other people? Or I don't think there? so. I'm trying to remember. I, I I'm not looking at the card, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. And then you had fucking Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, Hogan starting off the show. Brother, brother, who just came there and then never showed up again until. Just recently, they, they, they let him go on TV for... I mean, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be having Hogan on there. Like, he, he seemed pretty sincere, but it's just... We don't need me Hogan Gene, anymore. Me, me and Gene was his real-life friend. Like Yeah. So, I mean, that, that... I mean, it just feels like if they were going to bring him back, this would have been a lot better than yeah. what they did with Crown Jewel. So For, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the card right now, and the the only one that we missed was the t- SmackDown tag titles. They had the Bar and New Day, which on paper sounds great, but I remember they just had like the most basic match you could. Um, it was very, and it was it very, was very TV. It was an anticlimactic finish too, because it was like just one finish and it was it. Like they they didn't do anything. Um, and then the pre-show was Nakamura and Rusev for the U.S. title. So there you go. Oh, good lord. All right, our next category, we have Best Champion. Um, now, last year, it was another clean sweep. Uh, everyone picked Asuka. I'm assuming for the NXT title because... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only belt she has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Um, let's uh, start off with uh, uh, Steve. Who's, who's your best champion for this year? Again, my choices this year were all very WWE. I did not watch as much outside. Uh, I didn't watch much like outside products this year. Really missed a lot of NJPW, and I missed a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. So I picked my best champion in WWE. And for me, it was Seth Rollins, because I really enjoyed him with the Intercontinental title. And I thought he did a really good job, because that guy can go. Good Lord, he can go. And... um yeah, I don't know. I just thought I thought Seth did a really good job. So yeah, Seth is Intercontinental Champ for me. All right, Dan, who's your pick? Uh, this one was really easy for me. Uh, he's been champ for 600 days now. It's Pete Dunne. Um, not Justin. only is he a consistent champion that's there whenever they need him, he consistently has great matches with everybody they put him in there with. Um, even though you know. 
you might not have even heard of the name of the person there. He still has good matches. Like, and he's so young and still has so much more left in the tank. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this, this dude. Um, and honestly, I, I wouldn't care if he never dropped the belt. Like <laughs> no one's taking that shit from him. Well, there's, there's someone coming for him and his name's not Joe coffee. No, <laughs> like the drink only spelled different. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I didn't think anyone else was going to go for it because my pick is also Pete Dunne. Um, dun, 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 yeah, that's dun, why I tried dun, telling dun. you that there was only one choice. And you, who did you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about Ciampa. No, no. He did a great, he did a great job too. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, Pete Dunne champion the entire calendar year. Um, still is champion. And not only was he defending the belt on NXT, but he's also been defending the belt on the NXT UK show a lot, too. Yeah, um, and other companies, too. He's allowed yeah. to defend. So, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not anymore now because apparently he's actually yeah. full-time. I'm, I'm curious but. what the actual, like, legit number of defenses is that he has so far with that title belt. Yeah, yeah I'd like to that, too. It's not something that WWE is talking about. No, even if you they take the, I'm I'm curious even for the WWE ones because like he would just defend it at like random times on like takeover pre shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I'm I'm also going with Pete Dunn. All right, worst champion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year, um, both Dan and and Jobo picked Jinder Mahal. Uh, Steve, you had a tie between Jinder Mahal and Brock Lesnar. And uh, my choice from last year was Bailey. Um, so I'm going to start this one off for, for worst champion. I have some honorable mentions um, for this one. I'm going to start. My first honorable mention is Brock Lesnar. Um, and it's not the fact that he he had the title for so long. And let's see, he, he had it for most of the year and then dropped it at SummerSlam and then got it back at the end of the year. Um <laughs> And it's not just that he's had it for so long. It's just his matches are they've they've become just glorified finisher uh, matches. Like if if you were if you were playing the video game and you had unlimited finishers and you could just do whatever you wanted, that's basically what he does in his matches now. He just consistently right, hits. He just starts the match with the handicap setting on, so you have a bunch of stored finishers as soon as the match goes. Yeah, and I don't. It's not very exciting. And I feel like, again, because they don't know how to build up him, uh, his programs without him actually being there and doing matches, all of his segments come off the same. It's either either uh, Paul is, is talking for him or he comes out and fakes as if he's going to attack someone, but then doesn't. And that's usually and then you had the, the, the terrible uh, thing where it's like he's in the back reading the magazine. He's like, why, Paul, why would I watch the show? <laughs> Um, and my other honorable mention, this is an interesting one. Um, AJ Styles, I thought that he had probably a, a a very stale title run considering he was champion for almost a year. They him to win all the time. He won all the time, but like terrible finishes. At the the expense of all of these great other wrestlers too. Like that's still our thing that, that, that really annoyed me about it. Like. Yeah, it was just they had something with Nakamura and they wasted it. They had something with Joe, they wasted it, and it was just like to get a number. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, um, they they had all these terrible finishes, and 
he was defending the title, but then there would be some weeks on SmackDown where he just was just wasn't even there. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like he would they, they would save him for dark matches after the show, but like he would either uh, show up for uh, like a backstage segment or he just wouldn't be involved in really any storyline. It'd just be like, so what'd you think about Nakamura kicking you in the balls? And I was like, that, yeah. that was all he did that <laughs> week. Um, and he wouldn't wear a fucking cup. Yeah, he was just a stupid baby face. Uh, but my official pick is actually, again, a tie. I have a tie for this one. Um, tie between Carmella as the SmackDown Women's Champion and Shinsuke Nakamura as the U.S. Champion. Both equally terrible. Nakamura, forgettable. Carmella, awful. Um, enough said. Steve. Uh, again, I have a repeat. Brock Lesnar. For all the stuff you said, Sean, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's getting old now. Like the 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 wonder of him showing up and you know hitting a ton of finishers and like eighty six fucking million German suplexes like all right we get it it's, it's, it's so crazy because like he shows up once a year it seems like because he had a really good match with AJ and then he had a really good match with Brian even though the Brian one was like half of the same shit we're used to all the time but. They ended up telling a, a good story in that match. But it's like, is that his decision? Just be like, oh, I like this guy, so I'm going to have a decent match? Or is it... Who knows? What, what? I, don't, I don't even know. I think, I think Brock Lesnar is only in business for himself. I don't think he wants to put anyone over. I think that is completely management's decision. I don't think he gives two shits about how good someone is. I don't think he even watches the product where he's not around. Yeah, why would I watch the show, I, Paul? <laughs> yeah, so why would he care if he, like, I don't think he likes Weird anybody. Outdoorsman's like, Digest or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's, it's just frustrating now. It's like, we've been saying it for a while now that his runs as champ are annoying because, you know, the typical, he's never there. And his matches, he does the same shit. But it's just, it's getting to the point now where it's like genuinely infuriating. And you know what? Like it makes me very mad. It, it might not be that bad if they actually came up with like good storylines and good angles for him to do, but they, do, they don't. They don't. He, it's the same. It's like you said, he walks out, does this little like walk around the ring and like, ooh, he's like, and then Michael Cole's jerking off like, oh, like a predator. He's stalking, <laughs> the beast is stalking him. And he's fucking jacking his weenus behind the booth and fucking Brock Lesnar gets up on the apron and like does that little like faux thing like he's gonna get between the ropes and then just jumps down. It's like oh, they blue balled us again, and it's just it's stupid. So yeah, Brock Lesnar. All right, so mine is someone who actually did get mentioned earlier, um, and it, he is so bad that I just stopped watching the product. Um, Dalton Castle, the Ring of Honor. Oh machine. damn! <laughs> um, fired. They had him take the belt off of Cody. And then proceed to do nothing with it. And then, like I mentioned before, um, have him beat Marty uh, more than once. Because I think in the triple threat, he also pinned Marty, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Um, with his horrible fucking finisher. It's so dumb. Uh, and then on a random fucking TV taping, they just have him lose the belt to Jay Lethal. After all that, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, is, I, he, <laughs> is it totally his choice to? I mean, granted, I'm sure he, he's a worker and he wants to go out there and 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 put on a a, a good show. But 
is that part on partly on the management's uh, side that they let him go out there in the condition that he was to put on these main event matches and he just physically couldn't do it? Yeah, it is like they could have easily put the belt on anybody at that point. Did someone fart? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's basically the that. equivalent of Dalton Castle. <laughs> like, I was thinking about how Brock long was that match with Marty? Wasn't it like a half hour match? Uh, was it that long? It was long. <laughs> and it came right after the first out. Kenny Omega Kenny uh you know, oh, Cody wow. it was wasn't good. It was thirty minutes long. Yeah, like it went thirty freaking minutes and he still retained the title by accidentally hitting Bangarang. Like fuck that. <laughs> hmm. Well then, okay. Um let's go to the next category. We have best pay-per-view match. I'm sorry, best WWE pay-per-view match. Uh, last, <laughs> last year, uh, Jobo picked AJ versus Shane McMahon from WrestleMania. Surprisingly. Uh, Steve, you had Pete Dunne against Tyler Bate from NXT TakeOver Chicago. Ah, oh, that was good. Uh, that Also, Dan had the same choice, and my choice was the Fatal 4-Away Universal title match from SummerSlam. Um, we'll see if we have a, a, a sweep on this one. May, maybe not the same match, but I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be the same. But um, my choice is Ciampa and Gargano won from NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Um, not the not the street fight, not the um, last man standing match. I feel like the first one, and by the way, they were all gimmick matches because the first one was non-sanctioned. Uh, but I feel like the first one... Um, the, you had the storytelling there, and you had uh, Gargano finally getting his win uh, over over Champa. But above all else, and Steve, you know where I'm going with this. But yep. the splat heard round the world. Oh my god! I, I'll never. Oh. I can't. I, I won't be able to get it out of my mind. Just hearing a man's body splat on concrete like that. That was the single grossest fucking sound I've ever heard at a wrestling show. Oh my god. So that's my choice. Do you, uh, any any differing opinions or maybe a different uh, match of theirs? I had I had that same match, and I had an honorable mention to Ricochet versus Adam Cole at uh, Takeover in Brooklyn, just for that spot of the moonsault into the super kick in midair, the snipe right out of the <laughs> yeah. right out of the air. I was like, holy shit! Three sixty no scope. Exactly. He did he just he memed him? Um, right uh, I have uh, a f- I have two honorable mentions that I feel like definitely need to be talked about. Um, Becky and Charlotte at Evolution, mm-hmm. possibly one of the best women matches ever. Where do you, where do you rank it uh, in terms of uh, Sasha and Bailey from Takeover? I think I liked it more than either of those, honestly. Wow, hot take. I mean. Sure, there was probably a better story going into the Sasha Bailey stuff at the time, but Sasha's far better worker than Bailey, I feel like. Whereas in this match, it was two of the best, and they were allowed to do shit that like women are almost never allowed to do. Uh, now they're like relaxing the rules a little bit more, it seems like. Um, and then my second one, because Honestly, I almost picked this as my favorite match of the year because 
I feel like it's a different kind of really great match. It was Gargano versus Almas because while it didn't have all the great storyline touches that um, Gargano Ciampa from uh, New Orleans had, which like you have to know all of the, the stuff to get the most appreciation out of that match. Like, you know, the crutch and the knee brace, like all the, you know, them sitting, like all the, all the different things that were, you know, part of their DIY stuff feuding into it makes that match even better. Whereas Gargano versus Almas, you can just watch that match in a bubble and it is still an amazing match. Even though, you know, that Johnny Gargano is not fucking winning. They still <laughs> fucking get you. Like, Sometimes you get so um, angry, you just start ripping up signs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then obviously non-WWE matches, uh, Omega Okada 4, if you have an hour of your life to, to Oh, no, to it's more than something. that. Yeah, an hour plus. Uh, that's definitely something worth checking out. Um, I wish that would have been their third match. but Also, uh, Ken- Kenny and Ishii from the G1 uh, yep, yeah. and then I, I mentioned earlier um, Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay from Secure Genesis. I'd also throw in um, Kota Ibushi and Ishii from the G1 as well if you want like the stiffest uh, and, and, and most fast-paced uh, strong style match that's going to... I mean, if, if, if you watch that and you don't need a cigarette afterwards, then I, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm really curious about what's going to happen with New Japan. If they really lose Omega and everything else because it's interesting times. Really, really want to see what Omega is going to be doing. Yeah, well, okay. What's your uh, best uh, WWE pay-per-view match? Uh, I I already said it, it was uh, New Orleans, Argano, oh. Champa. But best best storyline vert like payoff. Um, I feel like the other matches are really good. Um, but this one, having all of the story leading up into it and everything and knowing all the symbolism that they used, um, I think made it even better. Like it, it showed what wrestling can be as a storytelling medium. I saw a lot of people saying that they enjoyed the second one the most. Is that, is, is, does anyone else find that a little odd? I do. Yeah, I, that was okay. I I didn't like I didn't like how the finish was because he had Champa lose but not lose. I still think that's a little annoying. How it was he visibly was tapping and stuff, and the match was kind of was over. But whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next category. We have worst pay per view match. Um, <laughs> so so last year. <laughs> Uh, Dan, you had the Jinder and Randy Orton Punjabi prison match. Punjabi. And both me, Steve, and Jobo all picked the House of Horrors, which was last year. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> Steve, what's what, what was your worst pay-per-view match this year? AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Backlash. Just because of how good those guys are and the fact that the match was that bad made it my worst pay-per-view match. Was that their last oh. man standing match? No, I don't think so. I think this is the one that ended in the double um, count out because they, bo- they, they both couldn't get up 
the for the ten count. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that that was that was because the one where they kicked each other in the nuts was the uh, greatest Royal Rumble, right? Where they both kicked each other. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. What the hell was back? I'm trying to think. Then? Like I know that WrestleMania where he, where he turned. I think greatest Royal Rumble is where they double kicked each other. Well, let's find out. Backlash. Uh, How many did they do the match three or four times? It says it ended in a draw. I don't know what that means. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> ended in a no contest. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they both were unable to answer the 10 count, and it was a no contest. They, they, they it both, was, it was a no DQ match and they both, uh, punted each other in the balls and neither one could get up. Yeah. yeah. It's when the reason I picked it is cause nutshot mania was going strong and it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Like those guys are so, both of them are so good. And just to see that was like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that to these two guys. So that was why they made my, my worst match of the year. Uh, Dan, what's your pick? Um, mine is actually Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> and he a very good pick. Um, what the fuck was this? Was that Money in the Bank? I think so. Uh, it was around summertime because it was right after Big Cass had gone by. Oh, no, no. I think that actually, you know what? I think big that uh, Big Cass match was Money in the Bank. Um, let, me, let me look this up. Or is this Extreme Rules? It was probably Extreme Rules. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it was Extreme Rules. Yeah. Uh, which was one of my honorable mentions for worst pay-per-view of the year. So. Oh, that was the show that they the main event was Ziggler and Rollins in the Iron Man match. Yeah. And the that's crowd turned on them. That's what I'm trying to say. If you look back, back and Backlash was the main event of Roman and Samoa Joe. Like That's why those shows were fucking... Oof. Yeah, <laughs> this, this it was no match. Like Kane was in a boot or whatever the hell, because did an injury angle, and for reasons we still don't understand why they did. Yeah. The, so I'll just say I witnessed Kane get out of an ambulance and stomp his foot and fix his leg. Yeah, that's I what I said they... when they did the ankle. Yeah. I'm like, just stomp on it, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've done it before, and yeah. and. <laughs> uh, it's just just why like what was the point of doing a team hell no thing if that was what your payoff was yeah i felt like it was just they were delaying time to get to the miz program which ended up being not that good in the, anyway so no. um so my choice i have an honorable mention uh and my honorable mention is undertaker and triple h from super showdown because oh. that match was just sad above anything else yeah, they had thirty minutes and they could barely get through it. Um, yeah, it just basically it was it was basically like watching your childhood just just die in front of you, and it was not fun. Um, however, I think hands down the worst WWE pay per view match it might possibly be the worst WrestleMania main event match ever uh, is Brock and and Roman from this year's oh. WrestleMania. Uh. Literally, the whole match is F5, F5, spear, spear. It's all finishes until the very end when Brock decides to 
and we, I don't know if you guys have forgotten about this. They did the Orton spot again, purpose, yeah. purposely uh, busting open uh, Roman Reigns with his, his fists to get that color. And then at the end of the day, they swerved everyone and didn't put the title on Roman. They kept it on Brock uh, and delayed things until SummerSlam. And it was probably the crowd turned on it. Uh, everyone was not paying attention. They were cheering Brock, actually, towards the end because they were just like, thank God it's over. Um, but it, it might possibly be the worst WrestleMania main event there's ever been. And let's remember Lawrence Taylor main evented WrestleMania one year. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, uh, final two categories. Best male superstar. Uh, last year, uh, Jobo picked Kevin Owens. Uh, Dan, you had Pete Dunne. And uh, both me and Steve went with uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, that's sad. I'm going to start this one off. Uh, t- my pick is Tommaso Ciampa. Um, he's basically, ever since he came back earlier in the year at uh, NXT uh, TakeOver Philly, He's basically been been the main event draw of the show um, between his, his feud with uh, Gargano and um, eventually winning the NXT title. And um, he's been on top ever since. He's been putting on great matches with Gargano, uh, then put on a really good match with, with Velveteen Dream. And um, it just seems like everything, the, the show seems to kind of evolve around him a bit. If, if, if it's not undisputed in the mix, it's usually Ciampa in the mix. And he's been having a solid year with his matches and his promos, too, and some really good character work as well. So I'm going with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Steve? Ciampa as well. The, he's the man of NXT. He's run He's run that place, essentially. It's felt like ever since he came back and one of the best heels ever, in my opinion. He just is incredible. So Ciampa for sure. And Dan? I uh, I'm going with probably no surprise for you guys and me. I'm going with Kenny Omega. Um, okay. It, you know, it started the year with Jericho. Then he went on to finally beat Okada in an incredible two out of three falls match. Uh, probably the loudest I think I've ever heard a Japanese crowd react. Uh, I'd say his title reign was not the strongest. I don't know why they booked him the way they did, but uh, he was he had an amazing G one. Well, that was the, the other title. thing is that like, they they put the title on him right before the G one, so it's like you have that two month period where he's just he's not defending the title and he's in no storylines. Yeah, but <laughs> that's just I mean that's booking. But as far as his skills in every aspect, he's like perfect package for every kind of draw you could think of like and that's why right now it's such a big hot button of where he's going because he said he's leaving new japan uh most likely i would think he's gonna go with aew but who knows like i i i, I know he's not showing up at the rumble like some people think he's gonna show up at the rumble he, but he can't his he contract can, yeah yeah his contract so but you hear uh, that jason think, he's not showing up yeah I think uh, he also is PWI's wrestler of the year, which I normally don't care what they have to say. But for once, you know, the past two years they had Okada and Omega. So, I mean, but yeah, so Kenny Omega is my best male superstar for 2018. All right. Our final category, 
Steve, are you ready for our final category? I am. My anus is ready. <laughs> uh, worst male superstar. Last year, Jobo, Steve, and myself all went Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Dan, this is an odd choice. I don't remember why you picked this, but you went with Mike Kanellis. Oh, poor, poor Mike. <laughs> I see. I calls him like I sees him. Where where did he go? It, the dude was in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where he went to. <laughs> he went to rehab. Dan, why don't you start us off? Is do you have another weird pick for this year? Um, probably gonna get a lot of hate for this, but uh, I have to go with the Undertaker. Oh no! <laughs> um. Oh, it's a deep. They cut. should not have him uh, doing thirty-minute main event matches. Uh, it's just he's not he's not able to do it anymore. Um, I wanted to say Baron Corbin, but at least Baron Corbin can work a match. Oh. Whereas right now, Taker, as much as it pains me to say, uh, he should have just been with what they did with John Cena. They shouldn't be dragging him out there. Like he also had that match with Rusev. Remember that? It was fine. Oh, it was okay. Like, it, but the, then by the end of the year, it's just like you put him out there to die. And it's like, Oh, you're, you're, you're wrestling Hunter now. So you have to go at least 20. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's not that he's a, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's just, he's, shouldn't be doing his it, body's but, failing him yeah his body's he said, he's earlier in the year he said like on the thing like on the the, the 24 or whatever it was that he doesn't want to be doing it after he shouldn't be doing it anymore well <laughs> so uh, yeah i can't disagree with your pick because as i mentioned earlier that that super showdown match was just depressing to watch um yeah Anyway, Steve, just say something that's not the Undertaker. <laughs> it's don't worry, Sean. It's not. It's my pick is actually. Uh, this was an easy one. Bobby Lashley. Oh, is Bobby Lashley is all around terrible. Like very. Like he was. I mean, he left the company, and he wasn't like you know when his his first time WWE. He wasn't the greatest. Like he was like he was okay. Put a lot of faith in him. They use him with the fucking Donald Trump angle. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he left the company and he did some, you know, he was kind of a, he was a pretty big player in impact and, you know, and he had those, he had a few MMA fights that he, I think he, I think he won. I think he's undefeated still with his professional record. Oh, I, I would uh, call him a even not, not just a big player. I would call him like one of the top guys in impact. Yeah. Yeah. That's safe to say. I mean, I can't, I won't lie. I didn't watch a ton of impact. I'm not, I'm not an impact fan, but from what I saw, the impact I, I watched was, uh, the broken, Matt Hardy stuff, yeah. and I really only yeah. watched the matches. I didn't watch. But any he was of the he was on top for a long time up there. One yeah, point, I mean, he had all the belts. I think. Yeah, and the crowd was relatively with him too, from what I could tell. And then you know he comes back to WWE, and you know he doesn't just fall fat. Yeah, he doesn't just fall flat on his face. He just flat out sucks. Like he goes from this weird baby face where he's all smiles, and, and now uh, he's this. Did he hurt Sami Zayn, or did Sami Zayn get hurt something else? I think it was I, I, before that. Yeah, 
Well, then Bobby Lashley almost killed Big Cass in the. Uh, the oh my Royal God, Rumble. that brain buster! <laughs> it almost killed Zane the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 uh, the Big Cass one was worse though. I think oh, that yeah. one was like, oh my God, he's dead. He killed him. But so no, he does no all wonder that he's he having comes... seizures. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Remember what but... pay-per-view was it that they let him beat Roman clean? That, and wasn't then he that lost ex... to Roman right the week after. Wasn't that um was that Extreme Rules? I think it might have been. Like I said, Extreme Rules was terrible, so it, it yeah. me like, but they book him for that, like Yeah, and then and then to top it all off, then he becomes this weird heel where he's like this like faux movie star, and now he's being called like the almighty Bobby Lashley. And then he proceeds at one point to moon the crowd and like point at his butthole. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like it's just so it's just so weird. Like I mean, granted, I never thought that Bobby Lashley was gonna come in and be like a like you know like a main like a big bra. He can't talk. Like he's really yeah, and now he's got poor a, Leo Rush is like never gonna like is he ever gonna be able to be a wrestler now like he still wrestles on 205 yeah jason will tell you he's (laughs) he was in some of those uh qualifying matches for the four-way at the rumble no he doesn't feel like this is gonna be a residual on him forever now yeah that 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 also that's just the, the whole like how Leo Rush just always has a microphone and is always yelling in the microphone. It's just like, it's not he, even he had an IFB in his ear because Vince was telling him what to say. I don't know if you remember that at one point. Yeah. He might still be but doing that. It's just, it's not even like getting heel heat. It's just genuinely annoying. Like, it's just like, shut up. Fuck. But I mean, and it, it hurts Leo, but I mean, it mostly, it hurts Bobby more. And I just think, you know, for him coming in, and I know Vince is probably pretty high on him because he's a big dude, but he's just awful to watch, and everything he's been a part of has just really sucked real bad. So, Bobby Lashley for me. All right, I have an honorable mention, and Dan, I think you'll get a kick out of it. My honorable mention is Yoshihashi, <laughs> because not only was he just missing for half the year, but then he pops up again in the G1 and has another less than stellar G1 to the point where. Rocky Romero on commentary is burying the guy uh, about how <laughs> they're he are in the same group though. Yeah. About how he, he's not showing up and he, he's not, he's not in the right mindset. He he's, he's, uh, he's scared to be in there. Uh, and then they gave him like one or two decently sized wins in the G one. And they're building up this whole thing with him and, uh, and uh, fending off with Okada against Jay White, and the next thing you know, <laughs> he co- he comes for his big save, the big run in against Jay White, trips and cracks his head open, <laughs> concusses himself, and can't do anything. And then he just rolls out of the ring after taking one punch, and um, he 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 just came back at New Year's Dash, but I don't know. Yoshihashi is like the the black sheep of. New Japan wrestling. I don't. They were burying him on commentary on New Year's Dash too, because they oh. were saying like he hasn't been the same since Nakamura left. Since apparently him and Nakamura were like in the same group and really good friends, and he was like Nakamura's like protege or some shit. I don't know. Well, maybe Yoshihashi should go to the Fed then. They'll they'll turn him into Yoshitatsu. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But, on that name. <laughs> but my that. official pick is. Uh, I guess you could uh, classify it as 
the raw general managers. Um, so my pick is Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, that's both have just been terrible at their jobs. Uh, Storyline wise, Kurt Angle may be the worst general manager in the history of the company. Um, and his segments, I mean, I, I, Dan, you were mentioning earlier how bad Kurt Angle has been on the mic. Um, his whole job is to talk because uh, unless he's, he does the one angle with Rhonda, which by the way, super hilarious. You got the meme <laughs> with him getting punched, looking up into the sky. Yeah. You have him do, doing the lines where he's like, uh, you know, now we own the bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, timing just way off. And, um, you know, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21. Yeah. WrestleMania 21. (laughs) (laughs) Just all these, all these mess ups to the point where it's like they were getting on Foley for messing up, but like Kurt Angle does it way more than than Foley ever did. Um, and, uh, you know, oh, and you also had the, you know, that truck is worth $15 million or whatever. (laughs) Just like terrible, terrible stuff. And then you, if you thought it couldn't get worse, (laughs) They give Hold him my beer. They give him Baron Corbin as like a sidekick as his constable. Which by the way, constable is not a um authority figure. A constable, I believe, is is a cop. In, in, it is. Yeah. So again, get your alliterations correct. Um but so he takes over after Kurt Angle goes on vacation. Um they don't really clearly state what happened to Kurt Angle. All they said was, well, He's not coming back. Um, and then Barry Corbin is, uh, he started off as constable, then uh, general manager elect Baron Corbin. And oh my God. It just started weeks and weeks of just terrible shows where matches were built around Baron Corbin to where Baron Corbin was in the main event wrestling on these shows. And then changing the rules while he's wrestling. And they would just keep doing the same angle over and over and over again. And his promos were just awful. It was like the, the the worst scripting and the worst cadence I've I've seen of any heel authority figure in I don't I can't tell you how long. Hey, you guys. Hey. Hey. Um and and honestly, like I really I'm not a fan of what they've been doing so far with this new reset. I I feel like having the McMahon's back is actually the worst thing they could have done. Because it's now the it's authority. So now it's it, we're replacing. They didn't reset anything. They they just took away the 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 man uh, in front of the curtain. And yeah, that's... and then they started using Baron Corbin as a scapegoat to talk about how they hated what Vince was doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's like they replaced the 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 heel authority figure with. Think about it. We all complain and complain and complain, but then everyone still cheered for Vince McMahon. Yeah, I know, I know. Um. You you replace the, the the heel authority figure with four authority figures, all of which we we know Shane's a, a baby face. We know that. I don't know what any of the other ones are. Um, Triple H can turn on a dime. Uh, Stephanie, wh- it depends whatever. If it's Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and Vince, he's I guess a baby face until he talks, and then he's a heel. Yeah. So um, basically, when I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I need that animal. Um, I seriously, I, I seriously feel like 
Somebody somebody wrote that after watching Being the Elite. I really I, I, they they have to. Someone must have been like Vince. Look, I know what you're gonna say, but I saw this. <laughs> no, really they didn't even tell him. They didn't tell him that it was a Being the Elite bit. They just said this is gonna be great, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's great." Yeah, like, I, I want more I, of that. I like yeah, that. <laughs> I, I like that. I want some more of that. Yeah. Um, but I guess in general, I just I'm done with heel authority figures. I I. Like NXT has it perfectly fine. You have Regal who shows up every so often, and, and he's perfectly fine. He's neutral. He doesn't general. he doesn't act like a baby face, but he also doesn't doesn't cater towards heels. Uh, and it works perfectly fine. Now you could say, well, it's a three hour show. We need to fill it out with stuff. And to my response would be, we'll get more creative. Um, yeah. Uh, how about more wrestling? <laughs> well, no. Then you get gauntlet matches. <laughs> That's what usually happens. Um, so that's my pick is both Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, worst male superstars of the year. And that, that does it. That wraps us up, up uh, all of our awards for 2018. Cue the music. Oh, Joe, you're not here. You have to sing it. It's depressing. Yeah, another year of wrestling come and gone. Let's hope 2019 is better. <laughs> well, it's already off to an extremely interesting start with uh, whatever the heck AEW could possibly oh, yeah. be. Yeah, we should talk about that. That's a pretty substantial. Uh, that's a pretty substantial move. I wish them all the best. I hope that they have a great, um, a great first year. I'm just still very confused at how they're going about doing all this. Because yeah. as far as I know, they still don't have a TV deal. Um, they're not signing people to, ex- I mean, I, they're not signing everyone to exclusive contracts, but I don't know how, how they're going to fill up the whole roster. Like, you know, WWE and everyone else yeah, is, well, is but getting this, talent. Te- technically, this company has existed for like a week. So, yeah, it is brand new. And also, so. it's like if their first show is going to be double or nothing, and that's not until May. It's like, what are the, what is everyone doing? In like, are they are they just getting paid by AEW? Is that like that's how they're going to supplement their income? Because they're used know, to being indie I mean, guys. There there are talks of if they become full time employees that they're going to have medical and stuff too. So it's yeah, and, and retirement plans. Very, very new wave ideas going on there. The damn millennial the damn millennials have their own wrestling company now. That just that just reminds me of the Halloween special when Cody's t- talking about uh he's telling the uh the scary story about oh and you don't get any any health insurance and <laughs> you have to work Christmas day. <laughs> and then, and then, then for once they gave him off Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh but no, I'm yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very very interesting. I mean the fact that they they got uh, Neville or, or Pac as as we know him in, in the Indies his first like American appearance since he left WWE, um, and then actually signing Chris Jericho, which then led to the the most petty thing possible, which is hilarious that WWE managed to edit him out of. The opening crawl. Honestly, I'm surprised he was in it for this long anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. So am I. But I just can't believe that they managed to do it in like the, the few hours that were between the rally and SmackDown. They could have done it at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, chose they to really do it then. Have... So petty. Or, or what about uh, kicking people out for the AEW shirts? 
and then letting that's him check garbage. in after yeah, they that's garbage. doing it. So I mean, it's it's crazy that they that literally the company has been in existence for a week and it's already caused this much upstir. So you know, uh, who knows? I saw a funny uh, anecdote saying that um, it's like um, Vince was told that he couldn't start. Or no, how it was like Vince is starting a uh, football company after having a wrestling background, and the 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 guy that's uh, bankrolling AEW, it's like he had a football background, and now he's starting a wrestling company. It's like in reverse. Yeah. Hmm. But we'll see what I mean, happens. I know that they they apparently invested like a hundred million dollars that is going to be dispersed at somehow like over a certain amount of time. I don't know. Like that's what I—that's the number I heard. But well, that that guy that owns the Jaguars, he's worth like six point three billion dollars. So oh yeah, he can afford this little side venture. This isn't going to hurt him at all. And uh, it also it, it says good things for the company too because they're they don't got to worry about you know going upside down or anything like that. I think I I I I, I have hope. I have hope. Yeah, I mean, it's really just curiosity. We're just curious how they're going to go about all of it. I mean, you know, we'll see it's what happens. It's, it's definitely the, the most exciting thing going into the new year, other than NXT. Why? Well, so. I, I definitely <laughs> think they could they could easily turn into the number two. Like oh, o- yeah, overnight, yeah. they could be the number two. Yeah, yeah I I agree with that completely. If they if they get like a a, a they, pretty they, decent they nail it and get a TV deal. Yeah, if they get a decent TV deal, if they're on cable somewhere. I definitely think that they could end up being the number two. Who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else uh, before we wrap it up? Uh, funniest moment of the year outside of WWE was when they wouldn't play Vampiro's music and he yelled, <laughs> somebody play my fucking music. <laughs> and the, what makes it better is Matt Stryker trying to rationalize it. <laughs> he needs the music to rally music the crowd behind him. To inspire him. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that was so. And then there was that other clip of Vampiro farting, which made me laugh when he farted at Lucha Underground. That always makes me laugh. I also heard that there was an angle with uh, Conan with MLW where they uh, they um, they they fake shivved him in the middle of a match. <laughs> what? Like. Low key, who's their champion? He was given a a, a toothbrush shiv, and <laughs> a, a whole bunch of people like held him in like an abdominal stretch position, and he just like stabbed him a few times. Oh my god! And uh, they they sold it like he was legitimately stabbed. It's prison rules, bitch! Oh man! And then, so- have you guys heard of the the indie worker who she um she uh. <laughs> She did an angle with a, a, a supposed used tampon. Oh, Priscilla Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that was uh, well, that was something. I mean, you know, someone brought this up, too, and it made me laugh, too. Like, it's it's it obviously was not a real used tampon, because I don't think anybody would no, sign no. off that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, everybody's getting all upset about a used tampon. But at the same time, you know, mankind used to pull a sock out of his groin. That is <laughs> ball. That had his ball juice all over it. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's like Foley. legit ball juice. Yeah, yeah, because Mick Foley was known for not being the cleanest human being. <laughs> so that sock had some real funk. <laughs> you have a point there. Oh, yeah. But I guess 
I guess on that note, I guess we'll close it out. Thank all of you for listening. Another year of wrestling awaits us. We'll be back at the end of the year to do this again. We'll try to cover pay-per-views again. We're going to get a better schedule going. Hopefully we'll have one for the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to actually try to get shows back together on on point for this year because we kind of fell off near the middle end of last year. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Hot Salad. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, from everyone here at What a Maneuver, good night. I fucked it up already. (laughs) Everyone, fuck it. Play the music. Get me out of here. Where's my fucking music?